Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Swing around the league with hot topics from the National Football League, pro football in general. Who went first yesterday? I did. Okay, so get to your first. Sure. All right, here we go. Broncos linebacker Aaron Patrick, he's suing the Rams, the Chargers, the NFL, and ESPN after he suffered a season-ending torn ACL injury. He suffered this injury while running towards the sidelines, trying to avoid everyone on the sidelines and, and the TV crew and staff, all that stuff. He got his cleat and foot stuck on like a mat, which covers all the cords and wires. He, he's not happy about this, of course. He's, he's lawyered up, and he's, he's, he feels like he's, comp- he, you know, he's lost a lot of compensation he could have. Does he have a case here, and what can be done more to prevent injuries like this from happening? I don't think he's got a case. I think it sucks. It absolutely sucks. And the only way he's got a case is if there were NFL protocols in place that they didn't follow. If they didn't follow the correct, uh, you know, protocols, then then they have a real issue here. But um, it's part of the deal, man. I mean, maybe what can be happen in the future is they need to downsize even more the number of people that are on the sidelines between cameramen and photographers and hangers on and staff and all that. They could drop that number significantly, and that might make a difference because now you got more space. And the other thing I think they can do right away to help out is you need to have, maybe they need to add like padding of some kind. Okay. It may look stupid, but padding for like a bailout area. If you're running to the sidelines, we see this all the time where guys are just screaming to the sidelines because the game is so fast. People get wiped out all the time. But if there's a way that those players can bail out, they're running to the sidelines. They know they're going to hit somebody, but if there's padding, they can just jump into the padding of some kind. Maybe that helps. But right now, I just I don't think he's got a lawsuit. I did 16 years of sidelines college football. The college football sidelines are way more crowded than the NFL. I've yeah. always looked at the NFL and thought, oh, they're pretty buttoned up. <laughs> they don't have a lot of people there. Look, games are on TV. Because games are on TV, there are millions of dollars at stake. That's where a ton of the money is made. That goes into the pockets of the players. That means there's going to be TV crews on the side, and there's going to be wires and they put mats down so you don't trip over the wires. And unfortunately, he slipped. It's incredibly bad luck. But I would argue that there's no unreasonable risk for the players that play the sport with TV crews on the sideline. Remember Jamal Charles hurt himself against the Lions in a, in a play on the sidelines where he looked like he was avoiding maybe the guy holding up the, the, the chain or even Rory. I think he it was Rory, up, He ended up rolling into Rory, and he hurt his knee. He did not sue Rory, nor did he sue the chain gang. <laughs> So I, I don't think there's a case. I think he actually does have a case, guys. Reggie Bush sued, and he won something similar to this. He sued the, the conditions of the field and then the Superdome, I think it was at the time, that was just not 
is not up to standard. The the NFL has way too much money not to at least maybe settle out of court something, but I think he's going to get some money compensation. I think what can be done better, I'm not sure about that, but I think something needs to be done because guys on the sidelines, they're, I think they're way too close. There are way too many of them. I know you say there's more in college, Doug, but the NFL, so much money. They're, they're going to give him something. I think there's a difference with field conditions and what that situation was. I think field conditions, you can point out, and yeah, if, if the the stadium is negligent in, in making in making sure that all the turf is secured, that's an issue. This week, former running back LaShawn McCoy was very vocal about the Patriots coach, Bill Belichick, saying he is not the greatest coach of all time. Mostly, it was all Tom Brady. You take away Brady, he's under five hundred. Is LaShawn McCoy right about Bill Belichick being the greatest coach ever? And he called it bullcrap. Well, look, it's a valid question, okay? Is Belichick only good because he had Brady? And I'm willing to entertain it. But he had Brady in part because of the brilliance of Bill Belichick. Now, if he were that brilliant, he never would have let him wait till pick 199. He would have taken him in the first round. (laughs) But he's a great defensive mind. And, I mean, him repurposing players... Or like trading a fourth round pick for Randy Moss, or we saw it with Van Noy or Legarrette Blunt. I mean, the list goes on and on. And he was part of making the decisions that did all that and using guys in that way. So I'm I'm comfortable in saying, yeah, he benefited from Brady, of course. But it's like saying if he didn't do this, if he weren't part of getting this guy, it wouldn't be that good. But he was part of being that. He got he gets credit for for getting Brady. So I'm I'm comfortable in saying, yeah. Look, he deserves the the tag, greatest of all time. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach ever. And Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. They coexisted. They became the ultimate tandem. There's nothing wrong with giving guys both of the credit that they're due. But those defenses, as you point out, Doug, that was all Bill Belichick. And so were the principles of the offense. Bill Belichick came up as he was a receivers coach with the Lions. He coached special teams uh, and also coached on the defensive side before becoming a defensive coordinator and eventually a head coach. They went 11 and 5 when Brady was injured that year. They missed the playoffs, but they went 11 and 5 with a, with a backup quarterback, and they also went to the playoffs last year with a rookie quarterback. So, yeah, I, I think he's the greatest of all time, and I think Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, but they're separate categories. I always feel like this is definitely a players league. I think coaches get way too much credit and blame. Although it doesn't mean you don't need a good coach, but the players are the the, the real, you know, the meat and potatoes of whether you win or not. With that being said, it's so hard to say because he's only won with Tom Brady. I think Bill Belichick is a great coach, greatest coach of all time. I think the only way he can really, really solidify that is to win one without Brady. All right, this year is uh, the second year of the NFL adding a playoff game or a playoff team to each conference, all right? But that makes teams like the Lions, and the, there's a bunch of them, by the way, that are three and six. They're only two games back. Is this a good thing for the NFL and fans when you have teams that are three games under 500 in the playoff hunt? Look, I, I love having more chances to make the playoffs because I live in Detroit and the Lions haven't made the playoffs in, in, in a while. And, of course, I don't know if you guys know this. They only have one playoff win since 1957. Mm. Yeah, since that season, that championship season, only one. Just one. Mm. So, yeah, having more kicks at the can, yeah, I'm all for it. I, I'd want this rebuild to happen as, as fast as possible so that they can get back into the playoff mode. And I think it does create more excitement. There's more excitement about a trade deadline because more teams feel like they're in it. And it's just it's just better for the sport. Now, again, it's parity. Parity is in every league right now. It's, it's here in the NFL. It's been here for a while. I, I love it. This is somewhat random. But I draw the line at when half 
a conference makes the playoffs. I feel like the regular season should weed out more than half the teams. So they've maxed out here at seven. Yes, I don't have. want it to go to eight. Why? Because. That's the way I feel. I don't like half. The, so they've maxed out, and I do like it. <laughs> Why? But and, and I also like that home field, winning the division means something. It means home field advantage. And be, having the best record means something. It means getting a bye. I think there should be rewards for regular season success. If you don't give the division winners home field, then what's the point of even having divisions? So I, I like it at seven. It's pushing it, but I like it at seven. Yeah, I, I like it overall, but we can't complain because when other leagues do this, when baseball starts adding more teams and basketball and hockey or whatever, and people are like, well, this team sucks. They shouldn't even be in the playoffs. This is what they want. This is what every league wants. They want every fan base is interested as long as possible. And that's why when you have a bunch of three and six teams, their fan base goes, wait a second, but we're only two games out of a playoff spot. It not only, by the way, keeps the fans engaged, it keeps the players engaged because they all feel like, hey, get us in and we got a shot to win it all. All right, the field turf versus natural grass debate seems to be still be heating up. More and more players, even players' family members, wives, and, and, and other people are talking about how they're being very vocal about how the whole league needs to just switch to grass. I know I asked you guys this question earlier in the year. I think Gator, you were you know you were fine with the field turf stuff. Gator, Doug, I think you wanted grass. Have either one of you guys changed your minds on this, or is you still you, you still feel the same you did a few weeks ago? Football should be played on grass. It looks better. It stains the jerseys, which is awesome, but it's also safer. NFLPA study: non-contact injuries. Players had a 32 percent higher rate of non-contact knee injuries on turf, and 69 percent higher rate of non-contact foot and ankle injuries on turf when compared to grass. The NFLPA is obviously looking out for the best interest of the players. They care, and I think the NFL should care as well. If only they had the money to figure out a way. And I know growing grass indoors. Look, they've, put, they've grown them on those slabs and then moved them in and pieced it together like a puzzle in the past. It's, could it, is it a bit of a headache? It, it could be, but if it's in the best interest of the players, I'm for it. Look, I... I understand the arguments about it, and I wish that they could play on grass, but they've got giant stadiums that are, you know, indoor stadiums that are, are clearly not going to be uh, grass. What they need to do is just keep researching, keep coming up with better alternatives. Don't give up on that. I wish that there was a way to do it with grass all the time. I know about, you know, bringing in the slabs of grass like they do in, in some places, but to have to do that more than a half dozen times in a year, I don't think that's feasible, so... I just think that they just need to keep looking and researching and finding safer safer versions of field turf. I should agree with parts of both you guys. Doug, I agree with you that football should always be played on grass. But I agree with you, Gator, is the fact that you don't stop trying because they can do it. They can. I think they can build something or, or make something very similar to grass, better than what they have right now. It's better than the Silverdome, of course, so you can keep getting better. With that being said, with the whole piecing the puzzle together and growing grass, they do it for soccer all the time. The NFL has, we talk about this all the time, they're just making money hand over fist. If they want to spend money on it, they can, okay? And they, they can piece together that grass every single weekend if they have to. Yeah, but... All right, last week I wanted to get to this, but I couldn't. They had their first NFL game ever in Germany. Real quick, what's the best thing from Germany? I go with, uh, there's a trio. Rudolf Schenker, Klaus Mein, Matthias Jobs. The lead singer and the guitar duo of the Scorpions. Rock You Like a Hurricane, uh, one of the great songs. The album Love It for Sting was amazing. Um, 
There's no one like you. What a great song. These guys are still out there, still making music. I loved the Scorpions growing up. I still love the Scorpions today. I saw the Scorpions at the Monsters of Rock when I was wearing cleats, and I loved it. Just edging out craft work? Just edging out beer. Uh, <laughs> I don't love German beer, but it's okay. I don't either. <laughs> oh. And I don't. I'm a sorority beer drinker. I've established that. Give me that screw top can of Miller Lite and I'm happy. <laughs> but I have a couple of exceptions. Uh. And one of them is Oktoberfest. I love Oktoberfest beer. So I don't know if I need to credit Germany or just the Oktoberfest or whatever for the beer. But I think Oktoberfest you is great. Oktoberfest. That works. I love starts in September, Oktoberfest. But it starts in <laughs> September and you can still get the beer now. I saw it in stores the other day yeah. and I bought another six pack. I enjoy it. Uh, so, I do enjoy October's yeah, style right? beer, good. but I don't love the German beer. So my really good friend growing up was German. His uh, grandparents, Oma and Opa, they're straight from Germany. And that's the only reason I knew that, because Oma and Opa, because my German friend. There used to be a German festival over at um, Freedom Hill in Sterling Heights every year. A couple years I went with him. He got me this shirt. His T-shirt said, if you ain't German, you ain't ish. All right. So I wore this shirt around the entire <laughs> festival. I thought it was hilarious. Although it's not from Germany, that's probably my favorite. You ever been to Germany? No, I don't think so. Have you? I have, yeah. I have too. Yeah. Did you, did you enjoy it? Yeah. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> I, had, I mean, I was 16, but man, I had a great time. Well, you should Germany. have some awesome stuff that you love from Germany. Oh, I did. Yeah, there was the Hofbrauhaus House in Germany. We, we might have to um, we have to continue this conversation. <sighs> Good time. There it is, Wide Night Omaha, four down, around the league, blitz thinging. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.